Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Hi now, can you talk about the damaging effect of these people who are these people who call themselves psychics and mediums? Let me give you the background. My mother has always gone to psychics with my sisters and they hang on their every word and tell everybody that they know things that nobody else could possibly know. Three years ago, my father died at 67 after a long illness. And ever since then, my mother has had increased visits to this woman who claims she can talk to the dead. I was very concerned, but as my mother was grieving, I didn't want to get involved. When the COVID came, I assumed it had all stopped as she was isolating for a period of time because she has COPD. But I found out recently uh, that she was on the phone to her once a week. The real sting of the tale is she was charging her the same price of €60 just to talk to her on the phone. Uh, she uh, has told me that what the woman says and that she is, uh, she is convinced that my father is contacting her through this woman. And one day she came home crying saying that dad missed her and said he can't wait until they're together again. I was so worried that my mum was actually going to take her own life. I called the psychic and told her I think she's a fraud and I would expose her if she said anything like that again to my mother. She never told my mother that I called, which proves that she clearly is a fraud, as far as I'm concerned. Niall, can you exp- uh, please expose these charlatans for what they actually are on the air? There are so many of these taking advantage of mainly women, women who are grieving or depressed, usually. Uh, thank you, Now, Well, look, there is no doubt that some people get comfort in talking to these people who claim they can tell the future or talk to the dead. Generally, people who are insecure about their own lives who are going through a difficult period in their life and want some reassurance that maybe life is going to get better. Uh, also, people who have lost somebody, be it a mother, father, brother, sister, or maybe a son or a daughter, and they go to one of these psychic stroke mediums. Many, by the way, psychics claim to have medium powers as well. If you know, they're kind of very similar, really, aren't they? There are mediums as well who don't do the psychic bit, and there are psychics who don't do the medium bit, but a lot of them are crossovers and they do both because I suppose there's money in it. And they claim they can talk. If you've never been to one, they claim that they're getting messages from somebody who's passed away. If you listen to them for five minutes, genuinely listen to them, and not from the ears of the person they're talking to, but from the outside, you can clearly hear it's a guessing game. And it's called the Barnum Method. And it was invented many years ago by a guy called PJ Barnum. Oh, about 100 years ago, over 100 years ago. It was the man who was responsible for inventing the modern day circus. And he came up with this idea, this method of convincing people he could talk to the dead by basically giving out trigger words and trigger lines that the person would agree with and then give more information. So, for example, they say, I'm talking to somebody and their name begins, as Ashley said, with the letter M. And then the person goes, oh, that's my mother, Margaret. So they give you the information. Then they suddenly go, yes, Margaret is with me. And when that person goes back and tells another person about their experience, they forget about the M bit. And they go, he even said he was talking to Margaret. So they convince themselves that the psychic or the medium told them the things that they actually told the psychic or the medium. Like the psychic or the medium will say something about, yeah, he says something about the grass. And then the person will say, yeah, there's a big burn mark on the grass where we had a fire and he's probably, he loved cutting the grass. And da, 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 da. and then suddenly they go off and tell a friend and say, oh yeah, he even told me that my father knew about the burn mark on the grass, which he didn't. You told the psychic or the medium that, but you forget you told that. And you forget about the hundreds of things that they say that are completely inaccurate. You know, they'll say, oh, he died from something to do with his leg. Oh no, but it was more to do with his stomach. 
But I suppose, yeah, he did say he had a pain in his leg. That's right. Well, yes, the stomach cancer is what finally got him. You know, and so they, what they'll do is they play on your words. And they all do the same method. It's a very famous method of, I believe, fraud. But many people believe it's genuine. Maybe you believe it's genuine. What do you think? Many think the practice should be considered fraud, whereas others say it's real. And, and by the way, it can only be considered fraud if they're charging you money for it. But anyway, um, and some people believe they can actually do everything they claim to do. They can predict your future. They can decide what decisions you make in the future for the best possible outcomes. And some of these people are very clever. They should have been psychologists. They probably are. In other words, they can tell your mood. They can look at somebody like Ashling and say, okay, Ashling." Is in and around childbearing age. She probably has friends of childbearing age. So they'll say, pregnancy's all around you. Of course pregnancy's all around, Ashley, because all of our mates are in that situation at the moment where they'll be hooking up or getting married and having babies. So of course it is. You're going to go away on a trip this year. Yeah, absolutely she is. More so than any other year. Of course she is. This is the year after COVID. No one was away last year. Absolutely she's going to go away more than any other year. You're really looking forward to the break this year. Everybody is. So they, they will say things that are very obvious, but to you, they feel very personal. And to you, you feel you're the only person in the world who feels that way. So the question is, are they real? Or are they people who take advantage of vulnerable people? Is it harmless? Or is it dangerous? Let me know what you think. The number is 087188 Maybe you've been to one and you believe, oh, definitely this one is real. Definitely the people, you believe some people are genuinely gifted and can talk to the dead and can predict the future. Let me know what you think. The number is 087188 That's 087188 And here's the real question. Why is it the people who go to see them are primarily women? Why is that? I don't know the answer to that question. I wish I did. But statistically, if you go to an audience for one of these more famous ones that's up on stage, it's 90% female. If you take a, a, a screenshot or a snapshot of the amount of people that go and see psychics in any one day, if there was 20 people, I guarantee at least 15 of them are female. So why is it primarily women that they seem to take advantage of? Is it because women are more sensitive, emotional, attached to people they've lost? I don't know. Uh, the number is 87 I don't want, people are texting in the names of different psychics that they believe are real. I don't want to know their names, to be honest with you. I don't want to give them any free on-air promotions, apart from anything else. If you're going to have a go with them or if I'm going to have a go with them, I don't want them suing me for defamation. Anthony, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Anthony? Nile, how are you this evening? Good. Anthony, I mean, look, I personally have no faith in them whatsoever. I, I just don't believe a word comes out of their mouth. I think it's entertaining by times, but that's about it. I mean, do mm-hmm. you? Personally, I don't. And funnily, how you should bring it, you brought it up at the perfect time because tomorrow is Princess Diana's anniversary. Now, Princess Diana had someone that was reading her fortune, that was reading her tarot cards, that was doing her crystals. What year? Sorry, what year? Chakra. What year was Diana? What year did she die? I remember when she died. I remember my son, my first son, was only a baby. And I can remember it was whatever o'clock in the morning. What time was it? She, she had. Yeah, she had a whole team of psychics, mentalists, the whole lot. Mm. How come not one of them didn't predict? The don't truth. go into a car in a tunnel. <laughs> when you're I on holiday in France, don't get into a car, yes. Yeah, I just find, don't get into a tunnel in France, and a car that's going into a tunnel in France. 
You, but, but here's the thing. You wouldn't imagine that somebody like Lin, uh, Princess Diana would be into that because, you know, she wouldn't have a huge amount of worries, I wouldn't imagine, apart from the obvious ones that we all know about publicly. Are but you serious? Mm. She was the most messed up woman in the world. Do you think so? I know some people love her, but she was completely messed up from day one. In what regard? In, in what regard? I mean, her well, love life was a mess. We know that. No, well, that wasn't entirely her fault. Her mother walked out when she was very young. Mm-hmm. Then her father remarried, and he married Rain Spencer. She was quite naive. Mother, she was very naive for an intelligent woman. She pushed woman. her stepmother down the stairs when mm. she was a teenager, and then she was famous for throwing herself down the stairs as well as an adult. And she was well disturbed before she ever married the royal family or had anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. And some people don't want to see the elephant in the room and think, oh, she's fantastic. But like my mother's old saying, if you have a reputation for getting up early, you can stay in bed all day. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I kind of look at it. But my own personal experience, I was working in Kerry. And this is going back now about 10 years. And I was working for this couple. Anyway, I was landscaping at the time. And they said they had a friend of theirs over from Florida and he was a psychic and he was a psychic for the stars. I'm not going to name the stars that he was a psychic too, but he was a Hollywood psychic. Yeah. And he looked at me and he said, yeah, what's your date of birth? That's all he asked me. Yeah. The man that I work for that introduced me to him knew nothing about my family. He was able to predict what career I went into Five years later, he was able to predict my mother's death and how she died. And that was my only experience with a psychic. And it actually was accurate. And there's no way that somebody from Florida would have known anything about me, apart from my date of birth. That's all I told him. So you believe the people, there are people out there genuinely who are gifted in somehow predicting people's futures? Hmm. I'm kind of fifty-fifty. Like I said, that was my experience. But then again, well, you know, why you know what, Diana, that, with all her team of experts. I know, but we, but you know what that tells me. If if you believe that, right, and and you clearly do, and that's fine, right. But if you believe that, well, then we must believe that our lives are set in stone. In other words, what happens to Anthony this time next year cannot be changed by Anthony, because if a psychic can predict a future. Well, then whatever they're predicting must be set in stone or whatever your life holds in for, before you is set in stone. Where I was always of the belief that you are the author of your own destiny. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you could, you know, if Anthony's life is destined to go down the tubes next year for some reason, Anthony can change that next week by doing something different. The butterfly effect, as they call it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Whereas if yeah. you believe in psychics, you wouldn't believe that. You believe that your life is destined on a certain path and you can't change it. But then again, there was a lady here as well that kind of put doubts in my mind as well. They've called her the White Witch. She was from Cove in Cork. And I think it was about five or six years before the Twin Towers happened. And she drew a picture of the two towers and an aeroplane flying into them five years before it happened. And nobody knew what to make of it. But then we found out what it was and people swear by the White Witch in Cove. Yeah, I mean, I'm constantly doodling as I do this show and I'm doodling right now as I'm speaking to you, right? And I draw random yeah. things, usually just lines and designs and stuff like that. I'm, I'm a real doodler. Yeah. 
I mean, one of my, like the one I've just drawn now, I'm not going to tweet a picture of it. It looks like a submarine with a pattern on the top of it. What would happen if a submarine crashed tonight or blew up? Would people say, oh, Jesus, now Boylan predicts the future. I just randomly drew it. It's not because I'm predicting the future. Maybe it's a purely coincidental. But yeah, I know it sounds like I'm being contradicted. No, but just, I'm just saying there's 8 billion people <laughs> in the world. The chances are that somebody has drawn a picture of it to two towers with a plane crashing into it. It's probably possible. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, yes, I do understand what you mean, and yeah. I agree with you there. And I don't mean to be contradictory. And I'm not just looking for answers, by the way, to prove you wrong. I, yeah, I'm not doing it for the sake oh, of no, doing no, it. No, no, no. I mean each to their own. Mm. But I don't know. Like, I'm just sort of, like I said, with Diana's anniversary coming up tomorrow, with all the teams, she had people reading her chakras. She had people reading her tarot cards. She had an astrologer. She had a psychic. And you mean to tell me between the whole team of them, not one of them could have foreseen what was going to happen to her? I just find that very hard to believe. I mean, th- there was a guy called, what was his name, Randy or Randy something or other or whatever, or something Randy. And he put up a reward going back oh, 20 years ago of a million dollars for any psychic who could prove that they were a psychic. And nobody has ever won the money and nobody's ever taken up the challenge. And... All he did was he wrote down four figures or four numbers or a word or whatever it is on a piece of paper and sealed it. Mm-hmm. And he said, if any of them can tell me what's in it, they can have a million pounds or even get close to it. They give them a million pounds. None of them ever yeah. have. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I just, I mean, there was, there's been some great programs, set up programs where they had, I mean, there was this uh, guy rented a, a house in the UK and what he did was he purposely put up a history of the house that was fake online, all about a guy who used to own it back in the 1800s and was killed by horses in the basement and blah, 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 blah. There was pictures of him on the wall. And then they called four psychics separately to come out to the house and talk to them about the history of the house. And the psychics all did the same thing. Oh, oh it's getting very cold in this room. Somebody died in this room. I can hear horses so clearly the psychics had gone online, done a bit of research on the house, yeah, the, on the fake yeah. research, and, and basically related back to him. And it, it yeah. kind of proved that all four of them were frauds. Now, yeah, these, were fa- these are mean. famous UK psychics. Yeah, I see what you mean. I used to watch that one there. She was beyond on a Sunday morning, allegedly, mm. to be bogus, because I don't want to get you into trouble or myself. But look, there's a lot of them out there, you know, who make claims. And, and Ashton is right, which said at the start of the show, it's impossible to prove that they can talk to the dead, just like it's impossible for me to prove God doesn't exist or you to prove God does exist, etc., etc. So it is difficult, you know, when, enough fun to talk about in that respect. But stay there for a second, because I want to go to JP as well. JP, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, JP? Hello, Niall. How are you doing? Now, Not JP, well, firstly, my condolences. You lost your daughter. Ah, uh, she's, yeah, she, she's dead with a couple of years now, she's dead with six years, you know. Okay, and was she young? How old was she? She was seven months. Oh, I'm really sorry, JP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's look terrible. At the she had a little, she, she was only one of uh, three people in Ireland had this uh, genetic disease, you know. That must have been, that must have been devastating for you, absolutely, uh, for you and your partner. Yeah, yeah, well, wife no one was, unfortunately, but I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but anyways. Like, I never believed in psychics or tarot cards or any of that old luck. And I still really don't know, know I want to tell you a lie. But, you know, there are certain things that you would believe. Now, the, the wife went to a psychic after Abby passed away, Abby was a little daughter. Then, and yeah. she told certain things. And as yourself said there now, you know, oh, your daughter passed away and she's looking down on you and all this 
yeah. the old talk, you know? Yeah. And I said to myself, Shit, this, like anyone could tell you that, you know? Yeah. So she said, will you go? So I said, I will, of course, not about it, you know? I said, you know, and I went in with an open mind now. I went in and said, I'm not going to tell him nothing because I had done a little bit of Googling and things, you know, and trying yeah. to figure out how they can find out. So I walked, uh, I went in and I was in, the girl comes in and she goes to me, the first thing she said to me, you know, I'm in the army, she says, you wear a uniform. And I said, I do. She goes, you're not a guard. I said, I'm not a guard. You're in the army. I said, quite sure I might be, you know, I wasn't yeah. giving anything away at this point. You're, you're, I, hang on, JP. Your phone is a teeny bit muffled there. Are you on a speakerphone, just out of curiosity? I'm not. No, I'm not. Okay, sorry, okay. Ah, no, no, that's called. Go on. So, anyway, she asked, are you in a uniform and you're not a guard? Yeah. Go on. Yeah. yeah. So, to finish, she said, you're in the army. That's what I am. So, she goes, do you want to know about your future? I said, no, I don't. And she said, I said, I don't know. Because what's going to happen is going to happen. This my philosophy in life. So, she kind of looks at me and she goes, your daughter's after dying. And I had told her nothing. Nothing now. I tell you now, Niall, nothing. So your daughter's after dying. Abby. And I hadn't told her her name. And again, I've not on Facebook or anything like that, Joe, that you could. I'm like, yeah, you're right, Joe. No, I wasn't as calm as this. And then she says to me, Abby says to tell you that she loves playing with the shiny thing. And I'm there to myself, what is this shiny thing she's on about? And she loves reading the letters. And we found out after, because, give me you know, but her aunt had put in, wrote a letter to Abby and put it in, which could be common enough. But her mother had put in a little tie that we used to play with Abby. Do you know? Mm-hmm. And, do you know? So again, I was kind of saying, yeah, look, maybe. Because when I went back and I said it to the wife, she goes, yeah, these things were in. But then she said to me, the psychic said to me, and there's two different psychics or tarot cards that we went to. One of the girls had said, the girl, the wife went there had said, she's up there with an old woman, but it's not your grandmother. And there's another child there. And as far as we were aware, there was another child that had passed away, you know, belonging yeah. to either family. Yeah. So again, you know, I said, I'm sure that's only male, because we couldn't figure out who it was, who this child was. And the psychic I went to said the same thing to me. She's up there with an old woman who's not your grandmother, and it's not your wife's grandmother. So it turns out this wife's grandmother's mother. Yeah. Then we figured this out. And she had lost a child as well. You know? Right, okay. And the two, two little babies were up there playing away. But that was when Abby passed away. And then she said to me, tell your father to go to the doctor. And so I said, you know, I was telling my father now and he wasn't, he's very religious and to the devil's walk and all this was his theory. But I told him what the psychic said. I said, look, you have to go to the doctor. So he he just kind of looked at me and said, I'm actually going, I am going to the doctor. Now it turned out he had diabetes, something small, you know? Yeah. Which was grand. And, that's grand. And, you know, two years later, I said, you know, I'll go back and I'll see what's going on in the spirit. Let, let's just deal with the first visit. Yeah. And, and I don't want to break down and I don't want to insult you, JP, particularly yeah, after yeah. losing your daughter. Yeah, you know, but, no, but every no, single no. thing that you've said, I could probably give you an answer for. Firstly, most older okay. people go to doctors. Secondly, in relation to women, particularly older women, most have lost a baby, particularly if you go back a generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that would be easy enough to, you know, most women probably yeah. in their 60s or 70s now have probably lost a child many years ago because we had a different kind of health service. And, yeah, yeah, different yeah. society and, and mortality rates were certainly a lot higher when it came to children. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, some of the other things. Now, in relation to you being, you know, in a uniform or being a guard or being a, in the army as yeah. you are, I mean, it's quite possible that she knew you were coming she looks on your Facebook page or she looked somewhere 
and saw information. I mean, social media has made this sort of stuff so easy. It has, but this is what I'm saying to you now. I don't put anything up on Facebook, absolutely nothing. Yeah, but your wife might have. You see, we weren't linked in at the time because she wasn't in a relation. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. She was she was Catherine, her maiden name, and I was John Paul, my yeah. name. And we weren't okay, okay, okay. okay. So I'm not saying that this is real. I don't know. Okay, but but you you were you were convinced there was some element of but, truth know, to it, or, or I certainly you questioned it anyway. Well, in some way, like I wouldn't been, uh, like yourself, I wouldn't be awfully over religious and anything like that. I wouldn't be the kind of lad that's running off the church every twist and turn, right? But I went in and I said, this lady's a fake, you know? This lady is not going to tell me anything I'm not expecting. But she did. She told me certain things that I wasn't expecting, you know? Like, she told me, right? She said, your brother's going to need a lot of money because he's going to get divorced. And my brother was only after getting married three months beforehand. So there was no way you'd be thinking... Is he going to get divorced? Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. And he's currently in the middle of the divorce at the minute, as we speak. Right. You know? And... Little things like you're going to say, yeah, but I went for a second time, right? Going back to my father, and all the and he died since he died the 29th of September from cancer. But when I went the second time, he didn't even know he was sick. And she turned around to me, she goes, Your father went to the doctor, but he's gone for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. Hit him to go for his head. And I said, All right, yeah, because I was only going to find out again, it was more about Abby, I wanted to hear. Yeah, of course. And you know, and a lot of that, and I understand a lot of that, a lot of that is people who, you know, are finding it difficult to get closure when somebody dies. And I I, I get that. Yeah. But they do, they do give a little bit of comfort whether you want to believe there's something there or there isn't something there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, well, hang on, sorry, Anthony. Yeah. Listen to JP's account. And JP doesn't sound like he kind of believes in all this, but still... On that occasion, uh, and maybe we'll talk mm-hmm. to him about the second occasion in a second, he certainly thought that this person knew a little bit more than they probably should, and they gave him some comfort. Yeah, well, I'm sorry for his loss, first of all. And oh, yeah. on top of that, I would be exactly like him when the psychic that I saw from Florida, I had no social media. I still have no social media. Mm-hmm. I have an email account, and I've, you can text me, you can write to me, or you can email me, but I have no social media. So there was no way that someone from Florida that didn't know me from Adam was able to predict what my future career would be in five years' time and what my mother would die of. There is absolutely no way. I can't explain that. Yeah, and you know, and, and listening to you both, it's clear you both believe there was some credibility to what happened in your personal experience with these individuals. But then, you know, JP, when you when you see these people who are supposed to be the cream of their profession on stage doing shows and doing this whole, you know, I, I sense somebody beginning with a letter S is talking to me, you know, and you've got to say to yourself, this is like a guessing game. No, I sense a word beginning with the letter S. <laughs> I smell a word beginning with the letter S. Yeah. But you understand what I'm saying, JP? I mean, realistically, if they could talk to dead people, surely the person who's made such an effort to come from the other side is going to tell them their name. Now, I know in your case, certainly at the private visit, she did give you a yeah. name. But these people who do it randomly on stage, I'm talking about. And, yeah, you know, I, I, and there's been lots of evidence where these performers, if that's what you're going to call them on stage, you know, they have people who go into the bar beforehand and listen to people's conversations and, and they pick up information about what they're going to do. You know what I mean? There is indeed, yeah. There's a lot of evidence that there is a lot of 
fraudsters for all the world because they do charge so they are fraudsters, you know? Mm. How much did that woman charge you, by the way? That that girl charged us, it was supposed to be 80 euro and they gave it to us for 30 euro on the day. Right, okay. When she realised, you know, about that being things and she said, look, I'm only charging 30 euro. Mm. We didn't expect that nor wanted, you know? But it was That's very fault. reasonable. Yeah. yeah, but 80 euro, mind you. <laughs> I mean, if you made no, 80 no, euro no. an hour off people, if you had a fair few bookings and doing it, you'd be doing all right, well, wouldn't well, you? Well, this girl had a fair few bookings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a few. And before, you, you you know, you lost Abby and that part of your yeah. life happened, would you have ever thought about going to a psychic or a medium? Not a whole, Lila, as I told you, the only reason as I was going is I wanted to... pacify to your, your your other half, yeah. Yeah, yeah. to see whether they tell something similar or yeah. what they'd say, you know, just to, just to see, you know. Mm. And they did, there were certain things where they say, now obviously, you know, when they, when they finally said, oh, I'm talking to Abby, they're going to say she misses Nanny and she misses Daddy and she's with whoever, you know, yeah, but yeah. it's the same not your grandmother, but your wife's great-grandmother, you kind of kind of say, look is there something, I don't know I genuinely don't know, you know But you do saying, have to say to yourself then at the end of the day, how come they can't predict these wars? How, can they, how come they can't predict all these disasters that happen? How, can, how, how come they don't they win the lottery? <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'd love to know yeah. that. And like I said, tomorrow being Diana's anniversary, it's just so coincidental. But all the team that she had, she had a team of about five. And not one of them could tell her, don't get into a car in Paris <laughs> and go into a tunnel because it'll be the last time we'll ever see her here with you again. Mm. So I find that kind of... That kind but then on one, one half you're saying you do agree with them, and on the other half you're, you're not convinced, Anthony. I'm not fully convinced. No, not fully. No, no, no. Well, not it's, fully. It's a fortune. It's a fortune teller that sees the future, not a psychic. The psychic looks back, not forward. Mm. But what about no. people who read the chakras and read the crystals? The tarot and, cards and yeah. the tea leaves and look into crystal balls. And, and, yeah, they all use a kind of different methods, yeah. but it's the same outcome, it's, isn't it? It's the same thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As mm. I said, he did ask me that I want to know my future, and as I say, what's in front of us is in front of us. Well, look, I, I'll, I'll throw a challenge out there. You know, I'm going to speak to James just before we went to the break. But if there's anybody out there who's a medium and you think you can tell me something that nobody else could possibly know, come on the air and prove it. I'll throw a challenge out. So, and I, you're welcome to do it on the air. I don't have any secrets. So if you want to come on the air and you can tell us something that nobody else could possibly know about my life, Something now the problem is I'm so public about everything. It's quite difficult. But I will know. I will know if it's something that I've, that's already been in the newspapers or been online or whatever. I will know personally because well, I know you. But there are certain things that I probably have never told the media or never said in the year. So if you can tell me one of those things. I actually gonna say there's not a chance I tell everything. <laughs> let me, okay, let me go to Jane just before we get to the break. Jane, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Jane? Hi. Now, Jane, you're you're not here. You're not here to try to convince me that it's real. But no. as far as you believe, there are people who are gifted. Absolutely, yeah, lots of them. Right. Okay. In, um, in, now, gifted in what sense? They have some sort of sixth sense, is it? Yeah, I mean, you know, as regards fortune telling, a, a good medium wouldn't be fortune telling. Um, you know, they shouldn't be telling fortunes. Uh, mm-hmm. A medium is really somebody who. Um, you know, connect with the dead. 
Yeah. Um, and I've had that kind of reading many times. Now, I don't feel the need for readings anymore, although I did have one a few weeks ago. And um, that was just by chance. Uh, but, like, I suppose I kind of move in those circles now at this stage. But it all started with me when I was a kid and I had a dream my father died. So I've kind of believed is all my life. So you thought that was a premonition, did you? It, it most definitely was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It most, I mean, he was 43. It was totally unexpected. Well, I'm and sorry to um, hear that, that he died at a young, yeah, young age. How did, how did he die? A massive heart attack. Oh, I'm so sorry and, to hear that. You know, I mean, that was, I was only nine. Yeah. So, I'm in my 50s now, Niall. But, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't leave you. But, like, I do remember, and everybody remembers, that I had this dream. Um, and it's happened to me lots of times since, even this year, I had mm-hmm. a dream about two people dying, and they did. Now, I didn't go around advertising it. No, because then you're going to come across like a jinx. No. <laughs> 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 no yeah, I don't, want, I don't want to know if you've had any dreams about me, Jane. I don't want to know. when you see her coming. Oh, here's Jane. We better not say Andrew. That's what had me kind of investigate all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I suppose I got interested. Now, I mean, I didn't spend most of my teens, my 20s. I wasn't interested in God, religion, nothing then. But, but do we all, we all kind of have dreams that sometimes... Uh, to some degree, come true. You, you might dream that, you know, you go somewhere. You might dream that you meet a person you haven't seen in a long time and suddenly you do meet them. And, and I do believe there's an element of maybe, I, I know the book, The Secret, talks about this. You know, we bring people into our lives. We bring good luck into our lives. We create our own destiny, et cetera, et cetera. We do. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't disbelieve that kind of stuff. I do believe mm-hmm. that. I, but when, when I think about, firstly, psychics, I'll come to mediums in a second. When I think about psychics telling you your future, and as I said to Anthony, Telling somebody, like if I told you tomorrow I'm a psychic, Jane, and I believe that your life is going to go downhill next year and you're going to lose a lot of money in an investment, sadly your marriage is going to break up, or I start predicting things like that, right? Well, that yeah. means that your future is set in stone. So that rules out, you know, that that's a kind of destiny and it rules out any choices by Jane to change your life. Well, Do you understand what I'm saying? That's really misunderstood though, you see, because they shouldn't really do that because the truth is, if they do give you a prediction, it's based on the timeline that you're on right now and what is going on in your life right now. So nothing is set in stone. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, but I, I know they used to be on radio years ago. They're not on radio anymore. The Broadcasting Authority don't allow it. Um, but there was a stage where they used to be on radio and people would ring in and they'd say, oh, I'm trying to get a house. Yeah, you won't be getting a house this year. Maybe next year is your year for getting a house. These kind of answers. And that kind of sets people on a path of giving in to some degree and it sets their future. Do you understand what I'm but saying? You see, that's somebody who probably has a gift but they're they're not using it properly. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not given the information the way they should. And by the way, now you asked there if, you know, anybody could come and tell you something that you don't know. It doesn't really work like that. They're not all sitting at home going, <laughs> Oh, I'd love to tap into Nile and, you know, dead relatives or whatever. Mm. Niall Boylan's relatives will come to you when they want you to know. Yeah. So they'll come, they'll come in on a night when you're doing another show. <laughs> and, well, you know, well, Jane, if they ever do come to you, you're welcome to give me a call. No, well, you know, they might come and it will happen sometime in your life at some stage that, that somebody will be giving a message for you, but it's not always when we want it. Yeah, but when see, the, my, my problem is that so much of my life is, is quite open. I'm but Niall, what's the whole point in going to a psychic? Then people don't go to a psychic because they want to find out the weather forecast. For <laughs> something they already they know. They want to find out about the future. 
No, they, when they go to a psychic to find the future, they go to a medium to get comfort that somebody's died, I assume. So, so yeah. Jane, just before I go to the, actually, Jane, can you do me a favor? Would you wait there till I go to a break and I'll come back to you straight after the break? Would that be okay? Sure. Yeah. Okay, stay there. No with me. All right, I'm talking to Jane. Um, uh, she's not here to try and convince us that these mediums or psychics or whatever are real, but certainly she says she has seen things and she doesn't practice it herself, but she definitely believes that she's had premonitions. Uh, the number is 87 8 I don't, I don't disagree that people sometimes have premonitions. Whether it's always coincidental or whether it's factual, I don't know or not. Anyway, 87 and, and this is all based on an email that we got from a man who said his father died and his 67-year-old mother is now having readings from a medium. I don't, well, I don't know, she's going to a medium, but she's doing it over the phone now because of COVID and uh, getting 60 euro a pop and he thinks he's just taking advantage of the woman. Although it makes her feel better. You know yourself. All right, loads of people texting and getting back to Jane. Jane, okay, so you believe that you see things or you have premonitions. Is that a fair word to use? I see things. Um, no, I said that sometimes things will come to me in dreams. Like sometimes I've had dreams that usually about people dying, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Ashley just told me one before the during the break there. She gives herself a fright. Like, by the way, I've often done that myself. You know, when you have a dream and it feels very real and you just want to wake up. But they're the ones. They're the ones. They're the dreams. Mm. They don't feel like a dream, you see. But anyway, look, I mean, you, you know, I... I I can hear the scepticism in you. <laughs> no, no, no. I hate, but I, by the way, I have a very open mind. I've just seen so many or heard so many frauds over the year that I believe take advantage of people. I don't for a minute think that you would, Jane. I'm just saying there are individuals out there who I believe would do it for money and take advantage of vulnerable people. And that's easy to do that, isn't it? Uh, yeah, definitely. And I'm, I'm, look, I've had a few bad readings. I've, I've, got, I've been to those ones over the years. Mm-hmm. Um I don't really feel the need to do it anymore. Although, like I said, I did have one recently and she was bang on with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very good. And, you know, I've read all the books and, you know, I mean, this has gone on for me over 20 years. And prior to that, also in my childhood kind of thing. So I suppose it made me curious about it. But like, why why do you think it's things. primarily, and I'm not having a go, I'm not going to make this sexist, mm-hmm. by the way, but why is it primarily women that go to them? And now, now there is some men, but primarily it's women. Why do you think that is? I think it's just because we are more sensitive. Mm-hmm. And you see, I think really, I think these kind of things happen to, there's about 20% of the population that are kind of highly sensitive people. We feel things more and stuff like that. But women, in, in like the, the percentage is higher in women. Of course, yeah. Than in men. And yeah. I think it's because women pick it up more. Now, I'm not saying, I mean, I'm sure there's pretty good... I'm sure there's some guys out there as well that, that are, you know... They, um, women grieve differently as well. They're more open about grief, whereas men tend to try to hide things or put it in the back of their mind, probably more so. Yeah, it's interesting what you said, though, about the, the secret there. You said that you would be open to the idea of that, and why is that, I wonder? No, I'm always open to the idea that you... by well, the, the, the butterfly effect is what I call it. You know, So let's say, for example, and The Secret talks about this idea that you haven't seen Auntie Mary and... 20 years and you think about her and then 10 minutes later the phone rings and it's Auntie yeah. Mary and, and mm-hmm. I don't think it literally means 10 minutes later but I do believe that suddenly when you think of somebody you may take steps you know that cause a ripple effect for that person to contact you or meet that person again or see that person again or go out of your way so I, I, I do believe 
that you can change your destiny. Like I've often talked to Ashton here. I get into these real deep conversations with Ashton here during the day. And I say a simple thing like making up a cup of tea, like deciding right now I think I'll have a cup of tea, can change the whole course of your life. Because there's a ripple effect to everything you do because you'll spend an extra five minutes making that tea, which means you leave the building five minutes earlier, which means you may not have that car crash or what, you know what I mean? So everything you yeah. do can change the course of your life. But also you may think of Angie Mary or whatever because you're both on the same vibration at the same time. So mm. you t- see, to me, it's all about vibration. And I think, you know, when you're talking about like somebody on stage doing these, these shows or whatever, they are only delivering what they get. So, some of the messages may seem very insignificant, but they're delivering what 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 comes. Yeah, but why would a person do? I mean, and, but but is it not is it not that method that they use? It's called the Barnum method, and it's been it's been known for years. I mean, it's well known that that method yeah. of you know I'm sensing somebody his name begins with the letter M, and I've often thought. You know, if a person died and is in the spirit world somewhere, if we believe that exists, and they they go to all the trouble of breaking through to the real world to give a message to somebody, they're not going to give clues. They'll probably just give the message and say, listen, my name is Paddy O'Shea. That's me missus down there in the back row of the audience. Will you tell her I love her? I mean, why would they give clues? It just That doesn't make any sense. It's almost like they want to make an entertainment factor out of it. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think that the spirit, I think the spirit world works differently to the way we do here. Mm. I don't think they can give what we expect them to give. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got clues and hints to things that I kind of went away and said that's rubbish. And later on, real here, I'll give you one actually, and you're not going to believe this at all. I went to a lady, and she wrote a book called "When Spirit Told My Hand." Uh, I've been to her more than once, but having said that, there were years between each visit. And the first time I went to her, she gave me details of my father's brother in England, and then she said, go and Google uh, my cousin's name. Well, I didn't know this cousin existed. No, she didn't say go and Google it. She said, you're looking for somebody in the family, so research that person. Now, I was doing the family tree at the time. She didn't know that. I went home and Googled that guy, and he had written a book, and we're friends ever since, and he was totally spooked out by it. So was Mm -hmm. I. I mean, his name came up in Google, and he had written a book, I've been to his wedding and everything since. Yeah. I never knew it was a cousin of mine. I never knew him. And she gave his name, like his name. But anyway, having said that, she gave lots of good information, that lady, and she was definitely the real deal. Read the book, When Spirits Hold My Hand. And do, 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 do you think Google and social media has made it easier for these people, I suppose, to cheat if they want to cheat and, you know, tell... Well, she certainly wouldn't. Have no, I'm not saying I'm not saying the person that you saw. I'm just saying, generally yeah. speaking, do you think social media nowadays and you know and all that kind of stuff has made it easier for these people to do that? Oh, well, I'd be highly suspicious of anybody like on Facebook or anybody who says, you know, give me your, uh, you know, give me your Facebook or, or I'll send you something on Messenger. I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean that's. Sure you're asking for do they ask for your name? I'm assuming they do ask for your name if you're a book to see these people. But I mean, wouldn't you love to say, can I come and see you on Friday? And I, I, no, I'm not going to tell you my name till I get there. No, you're right. They do ask for your name. Of course they yeah. do. And, and those cold readers you were talking about, those, those guys, you know, all the famous ones and that. I went to see two of those, the most famous, actually, three of them, actually, over the years now. I wouldn't go near any of that rubbish now. But John Edwards, yep. I mean, everybody thought he... Absolutely. Oh, she's a multi-millionaire, yeah. It was terrible. I mean, I was sitting there going, I could see that this wasn't great. Like, I, I really... That he was guessing. Impressed. 
Um, the other fella, Colin, whatever his name is. Oh, the English guy. Yeah, the English guy. Yeah. I think he died since, but he, and, and Derek Akora, I saw him oh, also. And, Derek Akora. Um, Derek Akora. Yeah. yeah, well, he was just. I mean, well, he's more. Well, Derek Akora was more about entertainment, wasn't he? He was more into the was, ghosts and stuff like that. Yeah, he's just so dramatic. I mean, yeah. And then the other fellow. I thought the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen was Derek Akora talks to Michael Jackson. Do you remember after he died? Oh. <laughs> Channel Four did this hour-long special where Derek Akora sat there trying to speak to Michael Jackson, and nothing ever happened in the air. It was disastrous. That's because Michael Jackson's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. He's working. He's working with Elvis in McDonald's. <laughs> I predict. I predict. <laughs> say, well, say never say it because Emily, you're in Ireland's classic hits. Emily, you believe it, do you? Um, I don't know if I believe it, but I, I think that some people can get some use out of it. Right, but it okay. can be helpful on some occasions. Mm, okay, and to what degree? Like, I mean, to help them get through a grieving process. Uh, well, maybe. Well, I can tell you my thing. I been once to a psychic and I can't even remember if I gave her her name. I know I didn't book. It was um, in the Georgia Street Arcade. There used to be, I don't know if there still is, a woman who did readings and palmistry. Yeah. And years ago, me and some of my friends said, oh, sure, will one of us go in and try it? And I went in. Um, so we hadn't pre-booked. And I was, uh, I was not in a good place. Like a lot of people, I, I had depression and I was in a very dark space, but not at the stage yet where I could, like, I was able to go and talk to a proper therapist. Um, and she was just able to, like you said, do the cold reading and say, okay, clearly something's up with this young girl, mm. this young woman, and sort of ask the right questions to get me to open up a bit. And I found it, I found it very helpful. And I actually, it was one of the things that helped me go and talk to a proper therapist. Yeah, well, it is kind of like a therapy to some degree, because let's be clear, anybody, maybe I'm wrong in thinking this, but anybody who goes to a medium or goes to a psychic, I think has a problem. And I don't mean that yeah. in a bad way, but they, they have a problem. Because you, yeah, would, you wouldn't be going otherwise. If life was going swimmingly well, you probably wouldn't go. Yeah, you're looking for something. Yeah, you are looking for something. I disagree with that. Do you think so, Jane? Yeah, because, well, I mean, not everybody is. I suppose when you first start going, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I You know, I wouldn't really approach it like that now at this stage. I wouldn't. Hmm. Um, I suppose. It's not entertainment for me. It's curiosity on how to develop it a little bit myself, so I kind of... And would you, would you do it yourself, But is that Jane? not looking for something? You're no. looking for development of it, of whatever this thing you're looking to develop. You're looking for the development. You're looking for progression. No, to me, it's like learning. It's about, like, learning. You know, I'm not, I'm not unhappy in my life. I'm, I'm fine. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, but, I'm not going no, I'm, there looking for answers. Or, no, but you're still looking you know, for... You're looking for knowledge. You're looking for development. That well, is still a, a looking for something. Looking for knowledge. Oh yeah, you know. everyone is. So everyone yeah, is sort so. of everyone's looking for something in their life. Well, I, I, uh, well, well uh, hang on, both of you. So, uh, Emily, do you believe there are people? Emily, do you believe there are people that can talk to people who have passed away? Uh, I haven't the faintest idea. I believe that there are people who are more sensitive, uh, people who are better at sort of picking out, attuned to other people's emotions, and but no doubt about that, yeah. Yeah, and if you can be, I suppose, if you can be attuned to that, and if. You know, the dead are still hanging around in some way. Do you think the dead hang around? Dead? Do you think the dead float around there, hanging around, trying to give messages to people? I, I don't know. I'm not dead yet. I'll, I'll are you spiritual? You. Are you spiritual, Emily? Uh, I was raised a Catholic. Okay. <laughs> but that doesn't mean anything. I was raised a Catholic <laughs> too, but I'm the, I'm the worst person to talk to you about God. So, yeah. I mean, but do you, do you, would you be spiritual? Do you believe there's something else after this life, or do you believe, sure, that's it, had a good one, bye-bye? 
I'd like to believe that there's something after this life. Yeah, that's kind of hope, isn't it, really? Apart from, yeah. <laughs> apart from anything else, I suppose. But I mean, then again, I mean, life doesn't owe us anything. We didn't have anything before we had this life, so, you know, and it doesn't really owe us anything. We just make the best of when we're here, I suppose. Je- well, By the way, Jane, do you believe in life after death? Absolutely. Clearly, well, clearly you do. Yeah. 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 Well, and I actually feel, I actually feel very peaceful because I know that there is no death, really, you know? If you ask a physicist, they'll tell you that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be changed. Mm. So if you look at that and you look at the whole idea that you know, we are the stuff of exploding stars, well, then you could say that, yes, there is a provable afterlife in that So sense. energy can't be so created or destroyed. Well, 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 hang on a second. I want to go back to that. Energy can't be created or destroyed. So, so where were we before we were born then? If, we, if it know. can't be created, because surely that's, we're created through, well, through it. Some people believe through God or some others believe just through biology. I mean, so that we are created, aren't we, at one point and our mind and our develops. Well, if you go back sort of the theory that, you know, there was, we're all, all matter is constantly changing and evolving. So we are, you know, there's the quote you sort of see around Facebook, we are the stuff of exploding stars, mm. which is a very simplified version of a very complicated sort of quantum theory thing. But on some level, you cannot create from nothing. So if you look at it that way and that all energy is constantly changing and evolving, well, then, you know, the energy that was a person, maybe it's changed into something else. Yeah, and we all have different words for it. Jane might refer to say, what I would refer to as consciousness as the soul. And I know people call it the soul, particularly if those. Yeah, I'm assuming, Jane, you would call it the soul. Is that what you call it? I would. Yeah, and well, I agree you're religious. I that lady just said. Um, to me, you're on the right track there. This is what it's about. Mm. Energy. Every, everything is energy. And, you know, the, the, the stuff what you were mentioning there about the secret and the anti-Mary ringing, you know, that's all to do with energy. Do you believe well. we send out signals, yeah. Jane? Do we send out, like, a, are we all like yeah. little telegraph poles or transmitters? Yeah, I do. Like radio stations. The more you can say positive, you attract positive. Yeah, I, no, I, I do believe there are people who genuinely give off a good energy. Um, and I, they're usually happy people and vibrant people. Sorry, Emily, you were going to say something there. Um, just to go back to your thing about you were thinking of Auntie Mary and then a few minutes later she calls. There's also in a lot of these things, there's a confirmation bias. So you might have also been thinking about uh, Uncle Jim and Tim the neighbour, but it's Auntie Mary who calls and then you remember, oh, I was thinking up to her. Isn't that a coincidence? Yes, I get what you mean. So there's also, so there's also a bit of that going on as well. And what's that, what's that called? That's, a, that's very good. I, I, I must use that one again. That's called a confirmation bias. Is I, it? I think it's confirmation bias. It's like when you're thinking of something, you're more likely to notice it. Like, I've I've got um, three dogs, and one of them is brown and white. And I noticed going out, oh, there's a lot of brown and white dogs. Well, that's confirming my bias that there's brown and white dogs. Yes, that's it's it's like the person who goes to the who goes to the medium and tells you and comes back. They told me loads of things that were correct, but they forget to tell you about all the things that were incorrect. But I would call yeah. those synchronicities. Sorry, said it again, Jane. I would call those synchronicities. Okay. Because yeah. well, well, I suppose because both you have a different view on it, and, and both you are correct, if you know what I mean. Because you both have because look, these are all just theories. But I do understand what Emily is saying about the confirmation bias. Getting back to what we talked about, Auntie Mary ringing you, and you had a thought about. It. Listen, ladies, I could have this conversation forever. It's a wonderful conversation, and it makes people really think. Emily, thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate you joining us. And Jane, thank you very much indeed as well. Thank you. All right, thanks. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.